And it's a trip, man. I get DHL orders and like crazy <laughs> stuff coming to mind. My neighbors are like, what the fuck yeah. is going on over there? And of course they see the weed leaf on my truck and they're like, oh my God, he's getting like pounds of marijuana yeah. sent to his house. Like <laughs> pounds of t-shirt yeah. textile. Yeah, it is. It's all headwear. It's all t-shirts. It's all apparel. And it's all being dropped off and then redistributed from my house. Yeah. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. You are right? hustling. That's awesome. Yeah. Imagine right here. It's just come to your house. Yeah. You'd just be right here. Oh, and my <laughs> office, thank God, faces the street. So I know when they're coming. I know oh, all my nice. drivers by the first name. So <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool crazy. because I mean, if anything, I think COVID has showed us that like you can do that and like who gives a shit. This is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host Lit. And I'm your host Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back, consume your favorite cannabis products, and get cozy cozy in the the Lit and Lucid lifestyle. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here recording live, you guys. I mean, I don't know the last time recording a live episode, but we're here in the Lit and Lucid studios with Brian DeHaven. He is the founder of Alpine Hemp Company. What's up, Brian? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad you could make it all the way across town. I know it's a (laughs) bit of a drive, but I think it was worth it, man. We kind of like we're missing seeing people in person and it's kind of crazy how like the last time I guess we even went to an in-person event, you were there. <laughs> yeah, and it was that's one thing I miss is is the community and hugging and seeing people and people especially from all over the country that you don't get to see that often. And yeah. they come to a trade show and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you in person." And we haven't had that. It's like I get that on Zoom calls now. Right. So it's cool in that sense because you get to see the inside of like their house and their living room <laughs> and their cats and their dogs and their animals so and their true. kids and like it's a whole nother side of them, you know, that's, that I kind of like, cause it's not, they're putting, not putting on the trade show right. front of like, yeah, clout, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to be like, you got, you got that good angle down in your house or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, just like throw it up and get a tw- terrible angle. Yeah. But that's the truth though. I, I know MJ biz is happening right now. And I know if anybody goes to MJ biz, it's a little bit different this year. It's all online. Yeah. Uh, I think it started like Monday or Tuesday or something. I don't know. I'm not there. So, uh, yeah, me neither. Changed. And I've been to that show maybe six times. Yeah. Like, I've seen that blossom into the madness that it was, you know, or is, but not now. Yep. And it's really interesting um, that now that it's like, what is what, it anymore? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I like, like, the, like these virtual, like, little personas or something, but it's not the yeah, same. Yeah. I went to the Champs one online. I was like, uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> it was just kind of funky. It's not the same. And like MJ Biz is like the capstone of the whole cannabis industry's year. And I mean, what right. was it last year? Like 40,000 people or something? Maybe yeah. more, maybe 60. I don't know. It was a lot of people, though, that went and broke a record. And this yep. year it's online. And like you guys are saying, it's just like virtual persona. I'm sure the attendance is down. Um, and I'm sure, you know, clearly probably the networking's down considerably. So totally. You gotta, yeah. we gotta like get yep. creative and find different ways to, to keep you know, networking and talking to each other. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And the, the marketing teams are scrambling to figure out a new, you know, a new path forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's funny you guys. So Brian was supposed to be on our show for episode 80 for the Denver yep. Westwards high fashion event. Yep, right. That, yep. And yep. that was back in March and that was literally our last in-person event and oh. shut it down. And 
I, yeah, I remember that. It was such a cool event and it was one of those weird things, even setting up. I was like, should we be doing this? (laughs) Like I was looking around and it was like right when it was like, uh, it was like on the cusp. <laughs> yeah. I think the next, like the, that, that week or the yep. week after was when everybody's like, okay, don't do anything. Totally. Stay at home, yeah. lock yourself in your bathroom and <laughs> hoard your toilet paper. Yep. It was super crazy. It really was. Yeah. It was like right after that. Yeah. It was right after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, we didn't even, I mean, I could have never imagined even then like we were all walking around. I mean, there's like mad people. Yeah. I mean, it's going to totally change the way we look at events now. We'll see like congregations of people without yep. masks on when this is all done and like, right. Probably like twitch inside. Like uh, uh. I'm doing that already. It's not good. I see people, right, and then yeah. like you realize, oh, that was recorded last year or whatever. Right, yeah. Where you're like, they're not wearing masks. And you know, I've been to enough shows and events now that I understand the concept of illness and getting sick at these massive events. And people would laugh at me because I had hand sanitizer. Right. I was a hand sanitizer guy back in the day because I'm shaking hands all day, yep. and it's like I'd be like. Hmm. Well, or like with the joints, you know what I mean? Totally, Passing yeah. joints around. We've yeah. always been kind of a germ-phobe about that. We're yeah. like, this isn't really the best. We'd always get sick. You know, You'd come home with funny. like cold sores. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. And we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was like a year ago probably. We were doing like a painting thing. Yeah. And uh, they had to. we all had to go outside because they couldn't smoke oh, inside. Yeah. And we all go across the street in this alley, and there's like 15 of us, and there's like one joint. And I'm just like... Man, are we all just gonna like mouth this thing like and in a we circle? Did. Like, I don't even know you guys. Like I know Lucy, and that's it. And right. That's what went down, guys. Yeah. It's so gonna little, think, it's gonna be a little different now. Yeah. Maybe I'm kind of like, looking forward to it. Now we carry these things with us from Grav Labs. They're pretty dope. These are like these little tips for your joints. We just call them COVID tips. Totally. Like, you got your own personal tip. tip. Yeah. yeah. Pop it on there, and yeah. people <laughs> should be doing that anyways. Like I don't know right. how we weren't. You know. Yeah. I know, right. About like four of them. Like well, I'm gonna have one for every occasion now. <laughs> right. <laughs> So get at it, guys. But, you know, while we're on the line of cannabis, I'm just assuming you're a cannabis consumer, but I always got to ask for myself, do you consume cannabis? I do. And my consumption habits have changed through the last, I guess, 35 years of my consumption. (laughs) Um, Now I I definitely do... more edibles and more like, I really like Ojai, the beverage. I'm plugging Mm. them right now, but super good. And it's like a casual five milligrams a can. It's like, I can drink that over the period of like 30, 45 minutes and get my buzz on that way. It's similar to drinking beer, you know, like CBD or THC, the THC ones. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And also ripple ripple has been awesome. Love those. Cause I could just put it in my Arnold Palmer. Yep. And like, I'm winning. It's like, Oh my gosh, my favorite drink with THC. And it's tasteless. So yeah. And I make my, my own version of my edible. Right. Um, and it, it, the way it digests for me anyway, um, it's a smoother transition. I've had edibles in the past where, Oh, this is weak and I'm getting nothing out of this. And then two hours later, (laughs) it's like someone like Mike Tyson popped me in the jaw. Right. And I'm just like staring at you, like can't talk, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's like, Oh God. So yeah. And it's, it's cool because I can do it around my kids, you know, and it's like a normal thing and it's not like I don't get hammered. I can control my high and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been that. awesome. Yeah, super good. That's, that's cool. today's modern consumer, right? Yeah, my garage, however, is like, that's the consumption lounge. Oh, there you go. Like, that's where I have flour and I have, like, everything else for my friends when they come over and we have a garage party. Dope. And that's what, you know, 47-year-old men do when they have kids and have to navigate cannabis consumption in a suburb. 
And it's normalized. Yeah. All my neighbors are super cool. I mean, my truck has like hemp all over it and it's not super weedy, but it says Alpine, my company, real big on there. It's mm-hmm. a hemp company. Yeah. And the, the questions, you know, they're like, oh, so do you sell weed? I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> I do cannabis apparel. It's hemp apparel. It's totally different. Yeah. You can't yeah. smoke it. I yeah, and that, that's a whole it. other conversation. About, <laughs> yeah, That's cool. Well, you've kind of been able to watch this whole evolution then from just like totally. you know, smoking a joint or you know, smoking a pipe or something to yep. now you can like literally drink it. That has to be pretty wild. Yeah, and I grew up in Texas, and it was straight up Texas dirt weed. Oh, and man. it was... It's a lot of times tasted like gasoline because it came out. It literally came out of some yeah. gas tank. Oh my yeah. god! It was like it was so weed. gross. <laughs> that's how they got the And that's diesel. what we grew up on. It was like just this, you know, bad dirt weed. Yeah. It was straight up dirt weed. Yeah. And that's what I grew up on. And so it was a lot of coughing with little high. Right. Oh and yeah, I didn't really understand like really good flour and good cannabis till I moved to Colorado. And then I was like, holy shit. Right. This is like no joke. And this is like before it was even medically legal. Mm-hmm. So it was like 96. And we were at a party and this dude's like pulls out this bag. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I have never seen bud like that. That's crazy. It's green. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the, so what is green. that? Yeah. So it was, a, it was kind of an eye opener for sure. I, don't, I bet it has to be crazy now. I kind of seeing concentrates roll out and different oh, kind of like yeah. dab pins. And yeah. I'm not that pro things. level. That's yeah, like so big time. I'm amateur compared to that. Yeah, you were back there smoking like that 11% stuff <laughs> yeah. and like happy with your life. And everybody these days is like, give me that 95% yes. full straight terpenes. Straight to the head. Yeah, straight to the dome. It's cool. It's a whole nother... I call them professional consumers. That's the people that don't fuck around. Right. There you go. And um, I did did a lot of work with Grassroots and Ruga and John and those dudes over there. And they straight up had like a dab room in their offices. And I would sit in on meetings with different clients and they would dab away. And I'm (laughs) like, dude, I got to go outside. (laughs) I I was getting the contact high. And they're just like ripping huge dabs. I'm like, holy fuck, you guys are crazy. (laughs) I've never seen that before. That's so solid, man. I used to work in weed sales, and there was a place in Trinidad. Well, there was a couple of different dispensaries that were just, when I was first getting into it, that totally had like private lounges or the employee yep. places, and they'd be like hitting, you know, bongs in there, yeah, taking yeah. dabs and all this stuff. And I'd go on sales trips, and these people would be like, You want to come to our employee lounge and do a dab or something for you go? And I'm like, What? I want to be I'm here working. all day. Yeah, I'll be stuck here. I'll have to like call yeah, the farm and be like, I'm going to like, I'm just going to work here for the rest of the afternoon, guys. Put I'll me in the corner home. over there. Yeah. But yeah, those are like, it's a whole different, that's a whole different ball field right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at that level. No. No. Neither are we. We kind of, we kind of. But I enjoy that culture. I got a lot of homies that do it. And, more power to him, man. Well, there had to be something about the culture that sparked your entrepreneurship and your business because you now yeah. have a hemp clothing line. Yeah, Can you yeah. Tell us about that and kind of where the passion started. Oh, uh, it's it's it started way back. So it started with it's weird to go back this far. We're gonna go way back. Started with skateboarding. I was a big skate rat back in like the mid late eighties. That was me. That was my identity, right? And. <laughs> Along with skateboarding came uh, not really fashion. It was more just like anti-fashion back then. We were lower on the lowest part of the totem pole as far as respect in school, in high school and stuff. We were just like, yeah, it's not like what it is today. There's no, it was no X Games. It was just like 
yeah, those kids are dirty and gross. Yeah. And that was us. That was like Lords of Dogtown kind of era. Yeah, we were kind of after that, after. but right, but we were still kind of tailing off of that, you know. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. That's the reputation kind of, we had. Yeah, not liked. Like, yeah, and we're, and, we're literally straight up smoking weed in ditches <laughs> right. in Texas. It was crazy. We were those kids. Yeah. And so everybody was like, oh, shake their head, all these fucking guys. They're yeah. the worst. And that's how we got treated, you know. <laughs> Um, but with skateboarding came this whole, I, I started to notice things and as it progressed and how things changed, I started to notice the fashion part of it and the streetwear aspect of it, which now if you look at huge brands like Supreme and stuff and Diamond, they all started from a skateboard company, Okay, you know? So it's weird cool. to see these kids that were just like skate rats like I was uh-huh. and identified with that started this huge movement right. and like... It was always coast to coast. I was in the middle, Texas. Like, there was no coast. Mm-hmm. Colorado, there's no coast. Right. So we're kind of like, but that's where it all happened. It was it was New York and L.A. And uh-huh. I, that's what I watched a lot. I, I consumed a lot of those those sides of the, the country. It's true. Um, that's so cool. It's true, yeah. I kind of grew up yeah. in that culture. I was like more of like the motocross end of things, but I skateboarded, right. of course. And I feel like it was a very similar crowd. I mean, like, we all just like did the same stuff, you know. It was like extreme yeah. sports and... I can see I can see all that because I feel like even for me growing up, I was always wanting to start my own clothing brand or like a brand, you know, because yeah. I feel like it is totally that that area that there would just be brands just pop up out of nowhere, you know, and yeah. everybody's wearing it and they have like really nice threads and you just pick it up or like new shoe companies just like left yeah. and right, you know, popping up. And those all emerged, in my opinion, from like the skateboarders. And, it, you know, what's cool about it, what, what's, what was cool for me to watch and see happen was the authenticity like these people lived it and mm-hmm. and money followed it because they're like, okay, we can't just do this on their own. We need someone like Steve Caballero or Tony Hawk or whatever who was big at the time mm-hmm. to really kind of push it and to be a big part of the growth of it. Because same with the cannabis industry, we see right through the, the people that aren't in it for the right reasons. Right. You guys have been to enough events and enough shows to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. that guy's in it for the money. Yeah. You know, he's not in it for the medical aspect. Right. And the the helping people part of it, they're just like, I want to make some money. I'm going to get the fuck out. Yep. I'm going to drive my Range Rover right out of here. Yep. You know, and it's yep. like, and I, after going to MJ Biz for so long, I'm like, oh my God, I saw him coming. <laughs> yeah. I could smell him coming. What are I'm they like, dude, last year? the Chats. fucking, the this, oh my God, it's like the Chad <laughs> times 10. It's the sport coat. Oh my God. The sport I could, coat. Yeah, yeah. I could see him coming. And, you know, nothing against that because I've worked with a lot of guys, done business with guys that wear sport coats, and I get it. It's a different mindset, and they have different agendas, and they're, they, they're, a lot of times they're dealing with big, large dollar amounts. Right. Yeah. Not fucking around. Right. I get that. Okay, cool. <laughs> but in my aspect, in, in what I'm trying to do in my company, it's totally different. Like, it, it, it doesn't jive well. <laughs> you know, yeah. I need authentic people that are here yeah. for the right reasons. Dope. So when yeah. did Alpine start? So it, it started, <laughs> it's kind of a weird situation because uh, Jacob Colchin and I started Chieftain, oh, which was yes. a brand, yeah. like, back yes. in 2015. That was the OG And he brand. was right out of CU. And he okay. was like, it's so crazy. He put an ad in, uh, I think it was Craigslist or something like that. I don't even know why. I don't even know how. It was like serendipity how I found uh-huh. that. And I was like, oh, he's got something here. And he had this kind of brand like idea. It was like pie in the sky. Like His whole senior year thesis was on starting this brand. right? <laughs> and I read it and I was like, oh, my God. 
I, I love it. This. And I can, I can bring it to light. And I was like, so excited about it. I was like, really, you don't need to pay me. Like we can just work this out yeah. and we'll just build a company. Yeah. And little did we know it would turn into like this whole other thing. Right. And it, it blew up on us like really quick. Like I'd say within a year, yep. like we had, didn't even have samples out and we did uh, Indo Expo. Yeah. And we showed up with a few things. I had a hat I did for, oh my God, who was it for? Um, another band, it'll come to me in a minute. And that was the only hat we had. And we had some t shirts. And that was it. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Like, we're like, we're at a weed show. We don't know. We're like, you know, we, we had kind of the vision of the company, but we didn't know how to navigate that or how people would respond yeah. or what the, you know, and it went really well. I remember the beginning of Chieftain. Do you remember the wood so walls? Cool. We had a yes. wood wall booth. Yes. Like I want it was like, like 2015 slates. maybe, yeah. 14. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I remember you guys with the camper. Yeah. Like when I like when oh, you guys yeah. came on my too. radar was the camper. Yeah, the was camper like, was super Expo. fun. The dopest thing. That was <laughs> yeah. the Indo Expo. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. just like walking in like what in the fuck? Indo like, like helped so cool. raise the brand. Yeah. Totally. And it was like cuz that's our people, you know, and it was local. It was like and easy. And then I saw it in Zoomies and I about died. Yeah, we had uh um, no We had Zoomies. What was the other big one? Um Oh gosh, I can't think of the name of the it's not not Paxon, but it was like a lot yeah, of those. Like Tillies, 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 thank you, Tillies. It was Tillies. That's it was yeah. Tillies? Yeah, yeah that's, that's an interesting hemp story with Tillies. The, the one oh, in Tillies. Littleton. I went in there and I'm like, oh my God, no this way. is Chieftain, you guys. And the yeah, like, it was Whatever. really cool. I'm to, like, no, cool. you guys, this is cool. Yeah. We did a, a show, how we landed that, we did a show in California. And we were with the big dogs. I mean, you're talking yeah. about big streetwear companies, and we're just like this little weed company out of Colorado. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> but we were authentic, and we were like, yeah. we weren't selling anything. We were just being ourselves, and that's what I think gravitated some of those buyers that were like, okay, those guys are just doing what they want. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. It was yeah. super fun. And then, sure enough, they'd write, you know, a fifty thousand dollar order, and we're like, oh fuck, how do we, how do we, yeah, <laughs> how, how do we fulfill that, <laughs> right? How do we like get our stuff together, ship it? And <laughs> yeah, that was a test order. Yeah, you know, it's like my it. air quote test order because for them they're a national chain, right? right? We'd never sold orders like that. It was always like maybe two grand here, something yeah. there, whatever. But you know, when you get a PO for fifty k, you're like, oh shit! Oh my god! Now we gotta like we gotta ship some so stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot to that too. I mean, yeah. do you guys have to like foot the bill for all fifty thousand of that yeah. at the start? Oh yeah. man! But at that point, we had been acquired by General Cannabis, oh, so we okay. had see we had some backing. Oh thank yeah, God. so they we had, had kind of corporate backing, and they yeah. were like they were all about it, and they helped us kind of you know grow that. Because that's tough. I couldn't yeah. have done that. I would have had to go to the bank. And it's like, hey, you got a PO. How do I afford this? Yeah. I, I would have got it. I'm sure, but it's like you have to show them paperwork and say, hey, this is order is in. I don't have any money to pay for this to get this out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's a lot, especially as like a new company starting off. But that just shows yeah. that like, you know, that can overpower even like nobody cares if you like, yeah. if you can fulfill the order or not. They're like, we love your stuff. Let's yeah. make a way to happen. And so this is a really interesting story, story about that. Is it was the graphics? Everybody loved them. It was really cool stuff. And at the end of the day, what what the demise of those orders were was the hand, the way the shirt felt at the retail level when someone was gravitated for it and they're like, Oh, that's really cool. But then they'd feel it and they try it on and like, ah, oh, the hemp's a little scratchy. It's not as soft as everything else in the store. Mm-hmm. So that uh, there was no more POs after that. 
So it's mm. like, ah, oh, shit. What do we do now? Man, yeah. So that developed kind of what I have now with Alpine is the new hemp blend. I saw that. Yeah, and it took it's it took four years so to, to figure it hemp, out. Polyester cotton. Yes. So okay. it's I call it the premium butter blend. Totally. Because <laughs> a lot went into it. It's it's not just it's it's a smaller amount of hemp. So it's twenty five percent hemp. So at least we have that plant in there, right? And we're super stoked about that. But we also incorporated organic ring spun cotton. And then 50% is recycled polyester. So it's recycled plastic bottles, oh, essentially. Wow. So it's a fully you know, organic piece to, to some point. I mean, you can argue left and right about this, yeah. but it, it's as close as I could get it to getting that soft hand until still, still telling that organic hemp story. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's gotta be tough. I mean, that's it gonna was, like, it was a pain in the ass. You know, I kind of want to talk about that more too, just about hemp textiles on its own. I mean, there's a reason that four and a half years ago, you yep. couldn't just like go shop for a new hemp shirt. I mean, th- there's like not, there's not a lot of anything available right now. No. And, and you're especially the ones, with like, COVID, creating. it was like really tough because manufacturing went down. Yep. Factories were shut down. I saw this thing coming December of 2019. I saw it happening. I okay. saw China shut down. I saw my factories like, eh, yeah. no one's here. We're all like on quarantine. Oh, it's wow. like a communist country. No one's fucking leaving the house. <laughs> like it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you can't get hemp textiles no, in America, right? No, that's the thing. And if anybody out there listening to this has a hemp textile company in the USA, you email me, and we will do business. Yeah, I know a guy. Because that's that's a problem, right? That's it is, and it's it's. A lot of the companies now, like there's Patagonia and there's so many big companies um, that are jumping on board and helping these factories to make more of this textile. So it's it's happening, but it's just not at the rate it should be. Yeah. So and it's just because the machines aren't available and it's just too costly yeah. right now. I'm sure. And and there's some huge hemp textile specific farms in China. They're massive. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. massive. I'm like, holy crap. Um, and. In the U.S., it's all CBD. Right. That's what's making money. True. You know, if there was a, a great, if there was a way to make a, a CBD plant that also provided textile, that would be the, the dream plant. But it's just two different plants. Yeah. So you yeah, don't use I, the stock and stuff, or no? No, it's totally different. Like they they use the stock, but the plants are like ten feet tall. I mean, oh, it's wow. totally different looking oh, plant. Oh, it looks oh. like bamboo. They're huge. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they just grow up for like, it's a whole different reason. It is, yeah. But we talked to, you know, Morris Beagle with NoCo Hemp. Yeah, we talked yeah. to him about some some of this stuff a while back. And he was like adamant that like the CBD phase we're seeing right now is just a phase. And like the long-term goal <laughs> is on is on fiber and, and oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I, we believe it. You know, yeah. We talk a lot about, you know, different areas in Colorado that could be brought out of this, you know, deep, dark recession they've been living mm-hmm. in for 50 years, namely like Pueblo mm-hmm. County. I'm like, it's... Bunch yep. of rich farmland down there, and they they want manufacturing. So, like, what better thing to throw down there than like hemp manufacturing? You know, yeah. And then what we just see last week, Polis signed a deal with uh, Patagonia to give them rights or something to hemp. Oh, farms they did. So the, yeah. the thing is, w- with that, you need million dollar machinery. Exactly right. to, yep. to actually make you need the that. process <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, what's so hard. Like you said, like how do you compete with China? I mean, that's been like yeah. the day old. Yep. Question for years. Yeah. And what, what a lot of companies do, they'll they'll cut and sew in LA and they'll call it American made product. Oh. Well, sure, it's it was cut and sewn and you you hired some people to do it, but that textile came on a ship from Asia. It did not get grown here. That it that that textile did not grow here and be made here. It was it was in China. 
So you get like a big bulk <clears throat> thing totally. of fabric. A giant and roll. Clothes. I mean, giant roll cool. of hemp textile. And sometimes they'll locally dye it. Uh-huh. And which is cool. It's 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 a it's a means to an end. You could you you can say it's made in America, but it hundred percent is not. It's maybe half. Yeah, yeah. You know what right, I mean? Right, it's right, it's right. hard I to call you. that a hundred percent. So well, and I know that uh, we talked to your other business partner about this. You guys were really focused on like the fit. It was like hard to figure yeah. out the fits. I ordered every just Google hemp T-shirt. Everyone you see on there, uh-huh. I ordered. Yeah. And they're in my house. They're hanging on hangers in my house. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to see kind of what everybody else is doing and what kind of options are out there for people. And as a consumer, what what can I buy? And I wasn't really happy with any of them. That's what you I know? heard. There was pieces and parts of them that I was happy with, yeah. but not... Um, not as a whole. So you make your own template then? And then like yeah, basically out? I bought, uh, and I have, just from being in the apparel industry for so long, I have a good selection of stuff and stuff that I love that fits well. Mm-hmm. I have some Quicksilver shirts from like 12, 14 years ago <laughs> that I still wear. And I, I model it off dude, of my favorite shirts. I'm super. I, my favorite <laughs> shirt's a Quicksilver shirt too. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> they, they make them so well too. It's it's funny because they, they don't make them like they used to, right? Because Quicksilver owns O'Neill. They own all these other oh. surf brands. I mean, they they're massive. You know, they're not just a small one-off thing. It's like you know, I bought the stuff in the '80s, but now it's like they're huge. But anyway, research and development for them has gone on for years. I'm like, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah, yeah. I just want. I'm super selfish that way. I'm like, I want something that fits me perfect. I'm kind of you know a little stockier, a little longer waisted, so I just made the the body of the shirt about a half inch longer mm-hmm. so it's a little slimmer mm-hmm. it's a little slimming mm-hmm. for most men yep. um why I like and it. it's awesome yeah, yeah like I'm if you like put your arms that. up your belly isn't gonna pop out yeah Seriously. and remind me of your partner's name i can't think of his name right now dougie fresh Doug, woman right dougie yep. was telling dougie us about fresh. that was also because you know they're skateboarders you know and you want didn't want to like see your belly or your butt cracking out or whatever it was so you yeah. wanted to make them a little longer yeah and that's cool yeah, and it was really kind of just following that trend of board sports. That's what I grew up in, and that's what I related with most. And I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with the cannabis industry because a lot of – it's so crazy. A lot of the people now that own companies that I, that I meet at different events kind of came from that area as well. Um, so I think there's a lot of you know crossover there for sure. Yeah. yeah, so that was going to be my next question. Like, what are consumers saying about this? Are they wanting, you know, cannabis chic looking clothing? Or there's, I don't like to go full blown like Prada. I want to keep mine affordable mm-hmm. for you know, kind of the blue collar. I'm all about the growers. Okay. I, I'm yep. super cool. into people that are passionate about the plant that grow for themselves and that that are in the industry and are growing the growing the plant and that are really lovers of the plant those are my people just like skateboarders and snowboarders are that's my other people you yeah. know yeah. and they're the ones that are too to the, the most authentic i think in the industry because uh-huh. they're providing the consumable product right it's like a brewer right yeah. someone that's brewing beers like that guy not the guy that's selling those beers but the guy that's like in there all day tweaking it and making Seriously. it fucking mm-hmm. awesome for us to consume, yeah. oh, I love them, like and they get no credit. Yep. Nobody knows who they are. I mean, really, there's like, there's all these huge brands, yep. and who who is the guy that's like 
growing that and like taking yeah. care of that and making it awesome. <laughs> that dude. Really? Yeah, we even <laughs> did that recently. That. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. We actually bought um, some Bubba Kush down in, uh, where were we at? Pagosa Springs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Pagosa. Well, at the time, before that, now I'm remembering we actually bought some stuff here in Denver. And I do that. I'll go on the, the state of Colorado's website, the MED, and look up like the license number to figure out who grew this stuff. Just right. I'm always curious and it's fun to know. <laughs> yeah. Because of kind of what you said, like nobody ever gets the credit for it yep. and they don't sell it to you to dispensary normally. Unless it's like a premium saying like, here's who grew this. And, but normally it's just like somebody puts a lot of passion in this and just gets sold and ounced out and, totally. you know, eighth yeah. out, whatever. So I look yeah. it up and it's this place down in Pagosa. And so we go ahead and go there while we're down there and visit and buy some more Bubba Kush from them. That's like excellent. And we even tell them like, hey, we bought some of your guys' strains up there. <laughs> and even I was a little disappointed because not even the bud tenders even knew. And I thought, man, I'm sure if that grower was standing here and I told the grower that like this shit is fire. Right. And we smoke this up in Denver and they sold it up there and like this stuff's like great we love your stuff I'm sure he'd like love to hear that yep. you know and so I totally know what you mean there's like this disconnect between there's not right. a lot of love for the, the people who are you know sweating and putting the work and getting their hands dirty yeah and I, I wish there was more of that I mean th there is at some level but there it's only the big guys it's the, the big names in the industry that get credit for it and it's like well there's other guys that you know help pop those seeds and they'll help you know nurture that child all the way to your lungs yeah. that's a big deal. You know, well, a lot it's of a lot these of big guys are buying from smaller farms and they're putting their name on it and you still, Oh uh, yeah, you see from. a lot of that. Yeah. So yeah. that's not good. But that's cool. Cause I think, um, you know, ultimately what you're saying though, is like you put a lot of passion in your shirt. And I think as yep. like a consumer, somebody would wear that. Like, I appreciate that when I go buy a t-shirt, I want something that I can wear and it fits good. And, and that's yeah. what you look for. You don't want like some fast fashion piece that you buy for 10 bucks and you try it on the home yeah. and it doesn't even fit right. And you're like, well, I'm never going to wear this again. Right. Yeah. And you get that a lot. It, there's a lot of giveaways. Yeah. And I always tell my clients, look, this is not a giveaway shirt <laughs> at a trade show. This is like a giveaway to the really good clients that are spending a lot of money with you. Like you want to give them this hemp shirt and this hat and this little collection that makes them feel special mm -hmm. and they're going to covet it. They're not going to get home and just be like, Oh, I got this shit at the trade show. You're yep. gonna go, and then all their friends are just wearing truckers that's such a good and just point. randomness. Right. Cause that's a problem in the cannabis industry. Anyways, I have so many uh, swag t-shirts. They never fit Jared. They like never fit me. <laughs> and so like, we just have like all this shit laying around. You know what I mean? We and give we it give away. it to Goodwill or we, whatever. Yeah, we give it away. We're not even sure if it fits anybody. We give it away. Too, <laughs> right. But we're yeah. like, we don't need it. And see, yeah, that's so. no good. Yeah. So at least you're offering a sustainable product and it's, it's something you'll wear. Yeah. And you'll, is, you'll yeah. put in your closet in a special place that goes in the A pile. Right. Totally. I, I know my closet has A, B, and C piles. Yeah. Totally. It's like man. C piles for Sunday and my fucking sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bonging up just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? This is going to go in my Quicksilver stack of t-shirts that's on the left this side. Is my goodness And it's going to last that long yeah. too, right? It'll be there for like oh, five, fully, six years, yeah. 12 yeah. years. That's good stuff. Yeah. And I, I think just as like, you know, and this might make you feel good, I don't know, but like Lucy and I, we've always looked at your material and kind of what you produce is like the crown jewel. And I know for our brands and brands we associate with, we're always like, we went to Alpine Hemp or at the time, you know, Chieftain or something and right. had their hats made and that's like high quality stuff. Then it's like immediately like, we're like, we kind of want to pick that up because it's just made well. It's yeah. Like really yeah. nice stuff. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so and it's it, totally it doesn't come with, it comes with a long resume of working in the industry, not only the cannabis industry, but the apparel industry. Mm -hmm. Like, and before that I was like in retail for a long time. So I get it. I get what retailers struggle with and at the consumer level, how they, how they can sell that product. Everything needs to be sellable, right? right? N not only sustainable, but also sellable. 
And I think as a consumer, so for me, this is a little bit more like women's fashion, but it's still the same thing. You know, I always am looking for like canna, like I call it canna chic and Jared's like, why do you call that? <laughs> Whatever. I call it canna chic. I'm always looking for something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I want it to be like a sophisticated stoner look. And every single time I make a Google online for Christmas or my birthday or whatever I'm looking for, you never find what you want. You yeah. come up with the Rasta and, you know, just yeah. like this, this cannabis leaves and nobody's really harnessing this nuanced look. And at least you're offering something a little bit more edgy, you know, and it's not yeah, super I'm, like. I'm starting with the basics, the core, right? I, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel yet, but it, it starts with the core, right? And it starts with the, the best t-shirt and the best, for me, the best headwear that I can possibly do. Because that's, again, being selfish, that's what I wear every day. Yeah. I wear a t-shirt and a hat almost every day. Yeah. And I, I want it to be perfect. Right. And, you know, you got to be anal about it and you got you to have passion about what's, what you put on yourself and how, how, it, how the longevity of that is. So, yeah. Well, at least you're giving people like this opportunity to like express themselves in a new, unique way. You know yeah. what I mean? I know we're not on video, but I'm gonna let Let's you guys check it out. Feel, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. See, you guys, these are so soft. Totally. Yeah, so, I like how it's like high quality. Because I was just looking at your website. There, the shop wasn't up right now. Yeah, but I feel like it the, used to be up. So that's a whole another aspect, and I don't know if we want to get into that now, but how COVID has affected my business and how things have changed, you know, I've, uh, I've had to re focus the business. I guess the popular term is pivot to stay in business. <laughs> um, I was really on the verge of, uh, closing down and shutting down shop and redoing my resume and figuring out, well, okay, what am I going to do next? Because everything went flat. It's pretty hardcore as a business owner. Yeah, this was after. That's you hardcore. know what? You know what? My eye opener was was four twenty. Four twenty is like my holiday. That's yeah. that's my shit. It's like you cancel Christmas. Yeah, right. You can't cancel Christmas. In the cannabis industry, you cancel Christmas. Twenty twenty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they there's sure no Christmas. And that was like right at the beginning of everything. Oh man, and that's that was like I had so much invested in that, so many events going on, and so many things like in the works, um, and nothing. nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's like that's my income. Right? <laughs> That's my yeah. nut. I was lost like, my nut. <laughs> yeah, and you like even then invested a bunch of money already into it. Yeah, so like, I lost all that and was like, okay, I'm done. And I, I was quarantined and depressed and trying to reevaluate, you know. And yeah. It was a uh, fight or flight. Yeah. Right? That's that's how I saw it. It's like, either I'm going to fight for this, I'm going to work my ass off and make this happen. Or I'm going to throw in the towel and redo my resume and start trying to look for a job, which is a joke right now. A job that you don't want. <laughs> you know, yeah. And like, I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I mean, I've worked my ass off for myself. Yep. Like, no one's going to tell me I can't work 90 hours a week because it's for me. Yeah. If it's for you, eh, I'll give you 45, 50. Yeah. It's for you, dude. Yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. Dude, when it's for me, fucking every minute of every day is a hustle. You hustle hard. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to hustle. I got on my email and I started, you know, reaching out to my connections and like, how do I survive? What do I need to do? In comes the face mask. All right. So face mask. Sure. Let's do some custom face masks. There you go. Yeah. So that's what carried me through the hump. 
was doing, Cups. I don't know, 50,000 custom case face masks cool. for different companies. I love that. <laughs> and shipping them all over the nation and, you know, styling out these people with face masks. I'm like, cool. And th- this was like super limited R&D. Like I worked on this for maybe a couple weeks and made it happen. You're the man. Oh, oh my God. God. It was, it was super that? stressful. Right <laughs> it was super stressful. I know Jared loves oh, this man. <laughs> I do, yeah, because like being an entrepreneur is not easy. And, uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, Lucy's an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur. I've had those same days, man. I've had days where I'm like, get the resume out. But I swear, we're different people. (laughs) We are not like the rest. And that's totally the mentality you got to have. And it's already there. Like, I don't want to go work for somebody else. Like, I'd rather eat ramen for the next months or year and find a way just to like figure something out like you did than just to go down that, go down that route of having to just give up everything I just worked for. And then basically then you work for somebody else and like you're, you're getting further away from what you should be doing. So like, dude, kudos to you for like following your passion. (laughs) You guys too. Look at you guys, right? Do what you love. And but this is your story, bro. Yeah. But but that's cool because I think that's what you got to do. And that this is like a wonderful success story that's still being like, fleshed out as like we're talking yeah but like there you go so now you're making mask like clearly yeah. like that's like what better way to contribute to the problem than just like dive right in your designer yeah and people were loving them and i so that segued into uh, the marketing department okay so a lot of these people are like okay we can't do a trade show we can't do events we can't there's there's so many can'ts right but what you can do is build your online persona and your online presence and your influencer program. And there's no reason why I can't put together an awesome box of great XYZ company and put your logo all over it and have them talk about it and say how much they love you on Instagram, on Facebook, yep. on Twitter, and push the brands that way. And now a lot of the, the companies have kind of finally come privy to that and be like, sweet, now I have ways to spend marketing dollars that help me expand my brand. And it's it's been gangbusters. It's been really good. Cool. And what's that's what I love about the cannabis space too is there's no lull. There's no COVID lull for no. cannabis. No. We're making money. Holy crap! People I can smoke it. at my house and still work and still have a job. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad for the people that don't have jobs, but if I can still function and work and have a job and consume, what shit, come on, <laughs> yeah. come on. So. The sales have been good. Let's just put it that way for, for a lot good. of my clients. And so you move more to like wholesale then? Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah. So now it's more of a B2B. Okay. Yeah. So now it's a lot oh, more, how can go. I help totally. you? Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, Alpine as a, as a, a lifestyle consumer brand kind of fell off because I just had to follow the money. Right. Yeah. I couldn't sustain yep. not getting any web sales. I'm like, God damn, I haven't had a sale in a month. Or I'd have, it didn't go that bad, but it was like I'd go like one sale a week. Right. And that's detrimental. That's not, that's not going to feed my kids, (laughs) you know? So that's, that's a smart move because, you know, um, I think in general, there's like this big movement across a lot of different industries of like direct to consumer and, um, people kind of forget about this, like B2B movement too, about like businesses can help businesses. It doesn't always have to be businesses helping consumers or consumers buying direct from a business. And so I think it's really cool that you found another way to be like, let's all help each other here. And there's things I could do for you guys because you guys are in a weird spot of like, all your marketing dollars just got, you know, yeah. thrown out the window or they just got wasted on this event that you were going to do in, you know, yeah. six months and everybody was looking for solutions. So that is a, like, seriously, such a cool story. And I'm proud that uh, you kind of found a way out of it and that we're talking today. Yeah, I'm so grateful and so blessed and so like, I'm over the moon right now. And I, I know everything's, 
ebbs and flows. You know, I'm on the top now, but next month, who knows what happens, you know. And luckily now with the administration we have, who knows what's going to happen? You know, th there could be some real big movements happening in the next four years. Mm -hmm. And if you start thinking long term, it's really exciting, you yeah. know. You know, Lucy and I talk about this a lot, and we just had, what do we have, like a couple more rec states, yep. a few more go medical. Yep. Um, I think that we're reaching like the crescendo, and it's all just going to start tumbling. And I know, you know, people probably expect it within like years and stuff. It's probably still going to be like four or five years before we have, you know, like 85% of the country that has at least like medical or recreational or something. But I think anybody who's in the cannabis space can probably breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief now knowing that it's probably without a doubt going that direction. Yeah. There was a little bit of like the last couple of years, it's been like back and forth. And I mean, even in Colorado, um, they've talked about the federal government coming in and <laughs> taking everything everybody owns and putting them yeah. all in prison. And I had that threat when I got in in 2016. They were like saying the federal government's going to show up at the FBI at the farm and like arrest yeah. us all. And yeah. I would stress about that. And now I think all of us can at least like breathe a little bit everybody's smoking cannabis now because right. of the COVID and because of the pandemic and the stress and anxiety and stuff. And I think people are coming around to cannabis. I think people are also coming around to the, the economics of it and seeing that it's like a sustainable thing that can yeah. drive tax revenue and also give people jobs. Yeah. And I think mental health is huge. Mm -hmm. I think getting through this time and like not going completely insane and going off the deep end and doing God knows what to God knows who it's like, you need to like stay sane yeah. <laughs> right and some people handle this different for me it was like to work yep. mm -hmm. dive into it and make it happen and that's how i dealt with it like when i was a kid with skateboarding i just jump off stuff yeah you know and just throw myself down a set of stairs <laughs> and get hurt and there you go <laughs> you know and that's like you need some sort of stress relief and for a lot of people that is cannabis and that's what keeps them straight and it's like yep. absolutely you take that out of the equation and whoo not good. Man, it's not good for anybody. <laughs> it's no. not, no. Yeah. And I think more people will find that uh, maybe they're like using something else for stress right now and hopefully they can, you know, d you know discover cannabis and find like right. a whole new way to live. Oh, I'm sure the antidepressants are through the roof right now. Yeah. Oh, my oh yeah. I want to know the stats. Oh my on God. That. Go online yeah, and you probably watching. can apply from a doctor and get <laughs> online, you know, antidepressants yeah. right now. Yeah. Right. I was like so sad the other night we were watching like E News or something. Oh, And yes. this guy even brought up, he even brought up cannabis and was like, well, go smoke a J or like do it, eat an edible or something. And this other lady was like, go grab the Xanax. And I was just yeah. like, no, <laughs> no, don't tell him that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Please go get the joint. <laughs> but that's such a great story. And I think, um, I think it speaks a lot to like who you are as a person. And then I think, I mean, we don't normally ask people for like advice, but I mean, that alone is like, that's great advice, just like in your story, to just show people exactly that. You know, just put your head down and just keep yeah, working. Yeah, be true to yourself. I mean, hard work pays off, and no one can take that away from you. You know, if I work my ass off and fail, which I have done, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've failed numerous times, but you get back up and you keep going. You yeah. know, I sound like Vanderchuck right now, but no, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Do some Gary V speech. Here. <laughs> that's okay. That's but it, it is. Shit. It's so true. It's like you're true to yourself and work hard. Shit's going to happen for you and it's going to come to fruition. Yeah. You know, you just can't say no. Yeah. Well, I yeah. love that though. Cause you know, you, you shared your story and you were at a low mm. and didn't know where to go and look where you are now. And yeah, totally. Cause I've seen so many brands that I love in Colorado that have been like, Oh, check out our new Alpine hemp swag. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's right. Cool. I don't know if there's a, a, a time I can go through. Go ahead. Thank. Okay. Give some thanks it, yeah. real quick. It, it might take a minute. Okay. Well, it. I've got a couple. Okay. 
<laughs> Hold on. Dun, dun, let, me, dun. let me crack a new beer because <laughs> this, uh, it'll be like his acceptance speech. It totally like, is. You and you know what? It seriously is the acceptance speech because seriously, every person I'm going to mention right here is the reason I'm still in business right now. Okay. This is cool, man. This is, it is. I love it. About. And you even wrote them all down. I wrote them all down. I was like, it was like maybe a half an hour before I like left my house to come here. And I'm like, oh, no fuck. Way. What am I going to talk about? I'm like, well, I need to thank these people. Well, I feel like seriously. this is great. I feel like this, you, I'm like hosting the Emmys or something. Yeah, right if like not all of them, you'll probably know half of them at least. Do you want like a glass or something? We can like, <laughs> we can like <laughs> make this formal. I don't know. This is like, you guys, I wish you could see this. It seems kind of like it's a big deal here. This is cool. Let's do this. So first is uh, John from Ojai. Um, when I was like, it was one of those things where he had reached out from a, a Sensi Night event, which I'll just go ahead and you know mention Ron and Leanna from Sensi, because that's where it started was a Sensi night, and they were our neighbors. Oh, wow! And they were and their neighbors at the Sensi night, like right before this all happened, and we just hit it off and hung out with their crew and met all the team and super awesome. And then they were our first, really our first dollar spent from that show. For me, that was a networking B two B show, not like a consumer show. Yeah, yeah, and super cool because everybody's there, and it was. You know, kudos to those guys. I can't wait till those start again. We saw you talking to Ron and them at that Sensi night. We oh God, waited fell, forever oh to he talk fell, to you. Yeah. That he night. fell off my skateboard that night. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the end of the night, and Ouch. we were just bullshitting. And he hopped. I, was, I used to skateboard. I'm like, oh, everything's a million times. Trying to hop, <laughs> on each shit. I'm like, oh no, Ron. Did we witness that member though? Because we waited to I talk totally to him. Because yeah. we talked to Doug forever. We moved on. Yeah. And then we're like, yeah, we gotta go. We're like, he's like in a deep conversation. He's doing some real shit here. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt him. Continue. <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. Um, Natalie from the Epic Remedy down in Colorado Springs. They got a few shops. They're super place. cool. Um, Shannon Hemptemps. Um, David at Next Light. Ross at Seven Five Farms, Jessica Durango Organics. So nice. Durango Organics, Ojai, Ripple, kind of all in the same sort of family, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't forget Ripple, Nikki, good I love peeps. Nikki. Um, Corey and Whitney at Way to Grow. Okay, yeah. Holy crap! Like, yeah. oh, I just saw those hats. Okay, yeah, this is the hat I'm wearing, right? Okay. Oh, you got So oh, if you're driving around fresh. Denver or Colorado Springs or Fort Collins. You'll see wrapped vehicles. It's like a white camo gorilla wrap. That was me. No oh. way. So I helped design all their vehicles, did a bunch of apparel, cool. did a bunch of oh, stuff for them. And that's so cool. Yeah, it's su- super awesome. That kind of snowballed into so many different things. And they've been just awesome. Like, nice. My favorite people. Um, Dude Grows, Scotty and Brett. Like we got a whole thing with Dude Grows right now. Those yeah. guys, like, I don't know if it gets any more core grower than those dudes. Yeah. And phew, such good people, <laughs> you know. They they're kind of in your your space, yeah. right? They're the kind of who, who podcaster. Is it again? We don't it's know. Brett. Scotty and Brett. Oh, yeah, the dude grows. Yeah. The dude grows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a great podcast. Uh, Wake and Bake America. Those are good people. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> that's good shit. That's like a great name. Um, Troy <laughs> at Extract Craft up in uh, Longmont. They make home extraction units like that. Oh. That should be going bangbusters. If you need a right. Christmas idea Jeez. for someone that wants to make their own stuff at home. Wow. Extra craft, like, like rosin. And yeah, things? basically, you put the flour in, and it's like uh, I, I don't want to technically talk about it because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But super badass, cool, cool. very affordable, like home extraction stuff. Wow, that didn't even know it was a thing. Right, um, Ricardo Baca, right? Grasslands. Yeah. Love He's been on your show. Yeah, um, he helped me launch Chieftain back in the day, oh, and now cool. I'm doing a bunch of projects with him now. And he's just he is like the conduit of the industry in my eyes. Yeah, and especially at a Colorado anyway he's our guy 
Yeah. And he's like the voice. He is. And he's, else. he's the voice of reason. Yeah. Like he kind of tell, he kind of calms me down because I get excited. So <laughs> like, okay, Brian, we got to focus. All right. <laughs> um, Brett Heart and Soul, we talked about him. Yeah. Siege, right? Yeah. Um, Mikey at Nug Nation and Burn TV. Oh, that's oh, like my showroom. That's a new thing. So yeah, I have a little showroom down in Rhino, but it's one of those things, appointment only. And if you want to come browse the stuff, you can, but it has to be, you know, it's ugh, COVID's screwing everything up. But yeah. it's it's there and it's working and it's good. And the Mikey at Nug Nation does some of the the coolest stuff around, like his animations yeah. and Burn TV studios. They do videos and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I like stuff. the name. The name sounds. You awesome. know who just became a um, our friend in Oregon, the uh, marketing guy. Can't think right now. Mursky, Jared Mursky. Oh. He's the new one of the new Nug people. Oh, oh yes. Cool. So he's going to be an, an act, live action Nug. Yes. Yeah, he's a live yes. action Nug. Yes. Is there That's a Ricardo Nugation. 2 or That's, something? Yep. Man, I'm so yeah. confused. Tell me more. What do you mean? It's like this TV like show like oh. with Nugs. And yes, like, That's Nug Nation. Like, yes, you got to look it up. And, oh, yeah. it's like a character. It's almost like yeah. South Park meets oh cannabis. So it's these little talking bugs oh in there. Gosh. But it's actually like real bugs. Yeah, it's like real. Not like animated bugs. Oh, we're going to get Jared Mursky on the show again. We saw him on like, what was it like? 90 Day Fiance a few yeah. months ago. We were like, we were like, we saw that show. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, this is so funny. Oh my God. I saw him at a High Times event. <laughs> and we played, we played beer pong and it was hilarious. His oh. date was like this super hot model that's probably 6'3. Yeah. And he's like maybe 5'4. Yeah. Oh my God. It was hilarious. And, and he, I was like, dude, you got it. He's like, hand went right over her butt. I'm like, oh that's my gosh. Funny. You're looking good, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we're looking at these nug nations man jared mercy we're gonna have to have you back on the show to discuss this brother yeah <laughs> good on. stuff yeah, good stuff um jordan monica maggie's farm we got a lot of stuff in the work with them uh ram mendo in california okay good story about mendo um he's a grow out there he almost lost his entire farm because the wildfires out there holy shit like he was Freaking sending me pictures man. and it was like all around him oh i was like I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, dude, your whole farm is going to go up in smoke. Yeah. Like literally go up in smoke. And then he's got huge plants out there. Like he's in Mendo. They're monster trees. It's like no joke. And yeah, he survived and it just kind of went around him. It's like, I like forgot about that. Honestly, like 2020 has been the weirdest year, man. We've had the craziest wildfires. Right. Yeah. Colorado has been nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But there's that whole California thing, Oregon. We had clients in Oregon that were like, not getting back to us for weeks and we were all worried just like oh my yeah God, like are they, are they over. displaced are they yeah. staying at the ymca it's they were like, literally like looking geez. up maps and oh i was when i was when i like talked to rama sure like i'd straight. like i'd look online and see where the hot spots were yeah and there's this little town like willits and i'm like oh, oh dude it's like right above it's you it. right below you he's <laughs> like yeah i can't even breathe like you thought it was bad here in northern colorado like when it was bad up there it was twice as bad it was just yeah but they survived and they're now like um, going to be on the next, uh, uh, what's the one the guy from Cookies does? Uh, Burner does this show. Oh, what is that show? Uh, oh, shit, I forgot the name of it. My brain just stopped. Anyway, he's going to be on that, like featured on that show. And I think that'll really ramp up his business. And I'm yeah, super I'm hyped sure. for him because yeah. he's going to yeah. yeah, sell a lot of flour in California. Yes. After, yeah. after Burner like hypes him up. Right. Come oh, on. Without a Come doubt. on. <laughs> He'll be good. It's like Snoop so Dogg saying, yeah, he's got good weed. It's like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, Burner's been kind of a name lately with cookies and everything happening. And it's right. been like the buzzword. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's cool. Um, 
Colton over at Rolla. So Rolla is a new company that's going to launch uh, when we can start do delivery service in like January. Nice. And oh, they're okay. kind of fronting this whole delivery service program. Um, and it, it hasn't launched yet, but um, it will in January, and it's going to be awesome. Cool. So say, we already got something to look forward to in 2021. Like we can get our weed delivered now. Oh. Right. And like, dude, if you were, so oh my cool. god, if they passed that in 2020, we would. You guys would be crushing it. Oh, people! But lost, it's like yeah. even now in 2021, everybody now understands oh, I can get everything and not leave and get out of my underwear. That's such a cool concept. <laughs> Me and Jared only experienced it in DC, and oh, like yeah. it's so cool. There's some like underground California delivery services that it was weird. Yeah. yeah, it was not. It was underground. It was AF. super hood. It was but... super. <laughs> We're like came back. We're podcasting. Like guys, we bought weed in Washington. We're not really sure if it's legal or not. So I'm like, we're not giving you any advice. Yeah. And then we finally had to have somebody on. Be like, can you explain the weed situation? <laughs> Do we buy legal weed? And they were Am like, well, technically, yeah. Throwing like, myself under the bus right now. Yeah. yeah. Congress is going to come after you now. So. Um, Dallary at High Times. Um, she's uh, my new sales girl over there. We have a lot oh, of stuff cool. kind of in the works um, as far as. How to gate how to navigate advertising. Mm. Like I don't want to do print ads. Yeah. Like it's it's a lost thing, yep. and it's a, it's these tangible things where a lot of these companies just stopped making print. Well, yeah, especially considering now we talked about that. Yeah. Like some of our favorite magazines aren't even being produced anymore, and totally, you know, who's yeah. really going in dispensaries and having time to sit in a waiting room? And right, but they don't even have yeah. magazines yeah, out. Like magazines, it's like so. not even. Yeah, allowed. so they're they're navigating some tough space, but they're high times. They got you know, they, they, they know what they're doing. They got a good dispensary team. now. Yep, they have a couple out there now, awesome. and they're raising funds to do all kinds of take over the world kind of shit. Who would have thought? Cool. And <laughs> you know, and I. <laughs> It's a love-hate thing because I'm like getting too big for your britches. You guys got to bring it back to the core and like figure yeah. out what you want to do and how you want to help the community and not yeah. just look at dollar signs. And so they, I speak my mind to these guys because if I spend money with them, I'm going to tell them what yeah. I think. Sometimes they appreciate it. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I feel it. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> weird though. I'm kind of in that same boat with high times because at the same time, you don't want to see them just like, be dissolved and i mean we that was like the original homies from all of this oh, and so yeah. you're like they've got to find a way to like hold true and survive i guess yeah but then i mean yeah so well and if you if, when i was a kid like again smoking the texas dirt weed it's like i looked at those pictures i'm like that doesn't that's not real yeah that's oh, not yeah. real weed i've never seen anything like that yeah there's like no color there's no colors color. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody photoshopped the shit out of that <laughs> never seen orange weed yeah right. the orange that's what i was thinking of um, the crew at Green Solution. So um, Carter, David, Madison was kind of my protege at Chieftain. She was a designer with me, and now she's with with the TGS crew, nice. and they're doing some cool stuff. And you know, I just I admire them for for pushing. Yeah. Like they're they're pushing, and every you know every dispensary. And I, I wish they would have had they had all these events planned out, and I was going to be a part of them. And those all got canceled because of COVID. And uh, but they're they're chugging along. Um, Stony at Caring Kind in Santa Cruz, California. It's the small people. It's the little people. Yeah. You know, it's the little yep. dudes that love what they do and build a community. And that's what they're doing out there. Really cool. Uh, Scafab, Sonia in uh, Durango. They they bottle a lot of, or can, I should say, a lot of the um, ska brewing. 
Oh, Scott. Oh, Scott nice. oh, yeah, and they yeah. do a lot of uh, fabrication works, so these big fab machines for if you have a small brewery in your backyard or you want to start this operation of canning no your own beer, they'll help you do that. What? And they fabricate like the whole machinery to make it happen. It's really that's cool. Like more, that's like, <laughs> yeah. what more community can you ask for? Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah like, we'll awesome. just come help you. <laughs> um, a new brand called Hempire. They make rolling oh, papers. Right. They're going to do oh, cones. Yep. Um, they're, they're making a big push. Nice. They're under the Swisher umbrella. That's their kind of parent company. No way. Um, oh. So they got, Dang. yeah, they they got some some muscle behind them to yeah. really infiltrate the. What are they, they trying to do? Like rolling papers. So and they're going to do cones, cones. starting. Okay. I want to say oh, second wow. quarter next year, Marchish. That could be fun. Um, Having some more cone competition. Yeah, and they, they're really good about their their quality. Yeah. They're they're all about it. They've done their research. They've done their homework. It's not just random crap. They're they're really yeah pushing quality. That. Well, I can see that working out well. I mean, like Swisher has always been like a mainstay. I mean, mm-hmm. how many people yeah. bought like a Swisher, cut it, and like fill it with weed? Totally, yeah. You know? That's What's interesting is I met with him a, a while back, and it's a family-owned operation. I mean, it's 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 really interesting how, <laughs> and they were really like, eh, I'm afraid to jump head first in the cannabis industry. Like, God, you guys are ripe. You guys are the ones yeah. that should be doing yeah, it. Right. If they were in Colorado, they would have been done years ago, but they're like, oh, it's a legal plant and we're freaked out. And they're they're baby stepping into it. But I, yeah. I guarantee you in the next few years, they'll be... See, that is... They the want stuff, to be Raw's competition. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's, there's like all these things, these dominoes that still haven't even fallen yet that we're all like... We're already like 10 years in, like the parties in our eyes have already passed. And right. I'm like, guys, the parties haven't even started yet. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be nuts up. for those dudes. Um, Double Black, Isaac, um, we're doing some new stuff with those guys. Uh, Future Cannabis Project, Peter out of California. Oh my gosh. Oh, cool. He does, okay, go back and rewind this whole show and just look up all these things I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Lance, Fancy Pants, fucking Lambert. <laughs> you guys know oh, Fancy yeah, Pants yeah, Lance? Lambert. He's with Green yeah, Flower now, right? Oh, he's the international playboy. I gotta love that guy. <laughs> Lance, Lance um, come on. Yeah, so me and him go way back, and he's got me through a lot of hard times and got me a lot of clients and was always a cheerleader. Nice. Yeah. And he was like, when I first met him with Baca at um, the Post back in the day oh, with the cannabis, wow. that's where he came from. Oh, that's wow. when I first I met that. him anyway. Oh, okay. Wow. And yeah, so it goes way back to them. But yeah. ever since then, he's been like, yeah, he's and he's, he's cool gone stuff. through some yeah. big like Boboda and freaking weed maps, and he's got yeah, yeah. He's, he's got some experience, and he's a badass. And nice, I got to give it up to that dude. Um, uh, who else? Oh, obviously, Dougie Fresh. <laughs> I mean, Dougie he's Fresh. so Dougie Fresh was when I used to have skate shops and snowboard shops back in the day. He was my manager. Oh, I mean, cool. this is like in the nineties, oh. and like he was my guy. Like that's how long I've known him. He's, he's like my brother from another mother. Yeah. And he and all these he's always like just there. He's the guy that's always there. And I can't say enough good things about that dude. Um Ashley from Colorado Normal, nice. you know, putting it down and always just working hard for the cause. Um Rex from Power SI, he's like a the the new client I'm kind of wooing right now, but we have big things in the work with those dudes. Um and Carrie from Top Tree. I mean, really? Carrie like was with High Times, and now she's with Top Tree and Stony and all those dudes. And she's opened a lot of doors. And yeah. Carrie Cardona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so Carrie, all these people, Carrie. you guys, yeah. that I just mentioned, are the reason I'm still being able to do what I do right now. That is so cool. 
And I see, it say, takes a whole village of people, you know, is. from all over. Right. Different Ooh, kinds of businesses, seriously. different size of businesses, you know. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to stop there and just kind of like talk about all the, I mean, there were so many different types of businesses that are just like cannabis touching businesses that yeah. aren't just like your atypical. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's it's funny because all these are, it's like the, the one degree of separation. Yeah. Like all these people know somebody that you know. Right. That's yeah. into the industry. You don't burn a bridge. You you be kind and you let your soul shine and you be real and you be true to yourself and good things happen, you know, and that's, that's, it's a snowball yep. and it just rolled and rolled and rolled starting with John from Ojai. It's yep. crazy. And th- that's just since April. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's so cool. I love well, that. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. That yeah, was it's really fun. cool. No, and I really, you know, and I'd, I'd really have to give it up to them because if it wasn't for any of these people, I'd be. I don't even know. I don't, I I'm a hustler. I should be giving I, you like an award right I'm now. Doing so I'm just gonna like. I'm gonna give you. I know. I'm just gonna deem you like the entrepreneur of the year for the Lip Musa podcast. And we're gonna start making that a thing like now because like you earned Brian that. Brian won. And it's gonna be called the Brian Award. <laughs> All right, I love it. Brian, Yay. like entrepreneur perseverance award. It'll be a thing next year. But like you want it, man. That's like that's cool. And I think you know you got some great people in your corner. Which I think yeah. it all ties back to like the whole the whole message here is just be authentic, be original. Yeah. And I think that's like who you are as a person. You're authentic, you're original. Like, dude, man, I look at you as like already like a Tony Hawk or something. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you really well, my, you know. my downfall is I'm a people pleaser. It's a it's a good trait and a bad trait because yeah. I'll work my ass off to make sure, Jared, that you're happy. Yeah. And it'll come around. I like, don't I don't want you like going, God, I don't want anybody ever to say, Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's like the worst thing. Like, and I, I've known a lot of people that had a lot of, that are big in this industry and that have big heads. And yeah. the first thing when you mention their name is like, ah, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't think you are. Yeah. I mean, not from what I know. Um, I think we've always looked at what you've done as like high quality work, man. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Keep producing the high quality. Keep being authentic and original. Yeah, we're gonna do some lit and lucid shirts and hats. Ooh, we are about it. And so everybody that comes it. on the podcast is gonna go home with stuff so they can. Yeah. Well, that is one of our big it. goals for 2021. That is our big you know, goal, is yeah. to really harness the lit and lucid lifestyle. So yeah. hopefully our listeners are into it. Hopefully they're into it. I think you know we're gonna keep building it because it's stories like this. I think that we're ultimately trying to showcase of like. And not everything's perfect and you got to like fight through it. You got to battle. Yep. And then the other half of that is like, you're a dad, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a business owner and you still smoke cannabis and like, you should be allowed to do that. And you do do that. And I think what's cool is like you kick ass, like no matter what you're doing and you smoke cannabis. And I think you're a, you're a good steward to the, the plant and the community and to like the people around you really. And I think more people need to see this side of cannabis and not just think of it as like stoners. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we're trying to talk about with like your clothing today. It's not just like stoner shit of just like slapping cannabis leaves on stuff yeah. and selling it. It's like, it means something. It's high quality apparel first and foremost. Yep. And then it's got a, a meaning behind it. So. Well, that's what I'm super excited about. Alpine is now bringing low minimums. I have super low overhead. It's me. It's yep. Dougie Fresh. I mean, I have low overhead. I do shit out of my house. I have literally boxes. My wife's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I have boxes and boxes and pallets coming to my house oh my because I can't have them shipped to my showroom. We yeah. have we have a business to do that can do that down there. I can, but I can't drive and do stuff there. So now it's all happening at my house. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's a trip, man. I get DHL orders and like crazy <laughs> stuff coming to my, and my neighbors are like, what the fuck yeah. is going on over there? And of course they see the weed leaf on my truck and they're like, oh my God, he's getting like pounds of marijuana yeah. sent to his house. Like <laughs> pounds of t-shirt yeah. Yeah, and it's, it is. It's all headwear, it's all t-shirts, it's all apparel and it's all being dropped off and then redistributed from my house. Yeah. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. You are right? hustling. That's awesome. Yeah. Imagine right here. They're just coming to your house. Yeah. You'd just be right here. Oh, and my <laughs> office, thank God, faces the street. So I know when they're coming. I know oh, all nice. my drivers by the first name. So <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool great. because I mean, if anything, I think COVID has showed us that like you can do that and like who gives a shit? You, totally. You yeah. Do what and you, do, you know, you just gotta fine. be, you gotta be friendly and you gotta be out there and every, we're all like, Oh my God, it's so cliche, but we're all on this together. I I hate saying that because I heard it so many times. Mm -hmm. It's so, (laughs) but it's so true. It's like, be cool to your neighbors. Like be like, Hey, yeah, I got this stuff coming. This is what I do for a living. And this is what's happening. Right. If you don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. And true. And I, and I think most won't though. I think, from what we've seen, and you know, you can speak for yourself, but I think people are curious about it, and I think that's totally. what's cool is they, they see you and they interact with you, and they're like, "Well, Brian's not a stoner, and he's not a bad guy, but he's got these pot leaves. Let's just ask him." <laughs> oh yeah, and and I'm, I'm probably all about totally. It. If I can help, like lower the paranoid stigma of, I mean, my neighborhood is super suburban. I mean, <laughs> we are kind of the young family, and it's 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 pretty funny, <laughs> but it's it, it is what it is, and it's it's awesome, and I. I'm all about like helping the little guys, you know, like caring kind out mm-hmm. of Santa Cruz. Like they're a small operation, but they grow fucking fire banger flower yeah. and they do it. They he's super passionate about it. Yeah, and it's like, great. they put in the work yep. and at low minimums. You can order a hundred hats, like a hundred fully custom, your logo, your branding, everything you want to say on a piece of apparel and a, and a headwear piece for a hundred units. I mean, that's, it's untouchable. Like yeah. no one, no one yeah. offers that kind of service. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And this tough. is like high quality stuff too that, like I mentioned earlier that people just like want to get their hands on just cause it's nice stuff. Yeah. And what's cool is I don't, I don't charge like crazy amounts of money. Like right now it's like you email me, send me your logos. I'll mock it up. If you're into it, we'll make an order. It'll happen. It's, it's like this short timeline of getting product in your hand yeah. mm-hmm. and you're not spending a crap ton of money. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's what's hard, yeah, because I've i always tried to buy apparel and stuff for, like, my yoga stuff, and I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do with all these T-shirts? Yeah, and you don't like, want to sit on 500 shirts, like, uh, how am I going to move yeah. this? Seriously, you know, yeah. I'm all about, like, okay, let's do 100. Yeah. When you, You're going to call me in two months, <laughs> being like, Brian, I sold out because I gave one to all my family members, right. <laughs> all my cousins, all my friends, and now we're done. And like, I need to reorder. I'm like, sweet. That's what I want to hear. Because for me, it's just an email. Yep. Like the, the hard work's done. Right. Reorders are easy. Nice. Um, but getting to that point and getting people excited and getting stuff out there, that's the whole goal. You want to represent your brand and get people that you like, that love you, representing you right. as well, right? Yep. Yep. Totally. That's yeah. great. So get at them, guys. How can, they, how can they find you, interact, and communicate? So alpinehempcompany.com, all spelled out, and then um, info at alpinehempcompany.com perfect that all comes to me i mean it's a two-man army yep i think that's what's cool about this that's one another thing that i want to stop here and highlight is that lucy and i have done some t-shirt stuff in the past and i will say that trying to find somebody that's okay with printing your cannabis t-shirts a little bit of a challenge and uh there's always kind of this thing too there's like the industry tax that people will charge you unknowingly and so just finding people locally just to print your your cannabis t-shirts just like 
it's not really as much of a thing as it should be right now. So it's cool yeah. that you can go to like somebody who you can actually speak to directly that's going to be like in charge of the whole process and then not have to worry about it or getting get, getting canceled because somebody higher up in corporate was like, no, we're not printing that. Yeah. You know, at least you get like uh, you get like like white glove service almost. Yeah, and as I say, the buck stops here. I mean, there's no there's no one higher than me. Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> Like you guys do. I do everything. Yeah. Like if you Instagram DM me, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all, like all these different things. And it's it's weird to say that out loud because you want to kind of come off as this much larger company. Yeah. But it is. It's just, it's myself and Dougie yeah. Fresh. Yeah. You know, and that, you guys are killing it. That, sometimes it's cool to like realize that. It's a lot of fucking like, work. Dude, but it is. Like, it. That's a lot of work, man. And like it's cool just to know that like you're hustling it. Oh yeah, and That's it's cool. it's it's fun because it, as it grows, I mean, I'm to the point where I'm hoping by the end of 21, 21 we'll be back in the office, back at Burn TV, using their studio and facilitating there, and growing and being able to handle more business. Yeah, that's the goal. Um, but right now, I mean, it's it's been really good. I'm I'm at what it, my capacity is loaded like yeah. i'm at what yeah, i can you're do at maximum <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm maxed yeah that's a good that's a, way to be it is it's awesome and i'm not complaining at all that's great <laughs> well brian we have one last question for you yep. that we ask all of our guests are you lit or are you lucid mm. uh, my wife would definitely say i'm lucid what for, would you say for sure would you say? <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing it's like i uh I don't, I don't have, I don't see my angry side. I don't see my like angst up, like woohoo, party on. Like I don't see that side of me. True, yeah. But other people do, and my kids do. But yeah, you're pretty high energy. I, I think I'm pretty lucid. There you yeah. go. <laughs> That's fine. That's I'm down cool. With it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it's like an even split we've had so far. That's yeah. Cool. The last gentleman we had on was like, I think I'm both. And we're like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, if it was like a sativa indica thing, I would definitely be indica dominant. Okay. There you go. We could yeah. like bring that in somewhere, but yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely indica hybrid dominant. indica dominant. Nice. You know, I definitely have a little in there. There you and go. I, I think a lot of it comes from kind of the action sports background and like yeah. wanting to like, hurl myself and like scare myself yeah that's where the lit side comes in yeah and but then chill out yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a conundrum too i'm kind of i'm like very similar really i'm like really into action sports like race motocross did all that that right. stuff that most people well, we gotta like, go ride i got a ktm i sold mine man. <laughs> oh I like, no i'm sad i like yeah. want to get back on a bike so i i stopped track riding for the most part i go every once in a while but now it's just like rampart range and yeah I go down uh, to Taylor Park. There you go. Oh, oh my we're gosh. Just up there. Beautiful. Like Buena Vista, that whole yep. area. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's we've like, been doing some, like, four-wheelers. We did those UTVs this summer. Yeah, hour. yeah. I try to get Lucy on a motorcycle and comfortable and... Do, do the dirt bike. Jared, we go want to tell him about the last time you rode a dirt bike. <laughs> the last time I was on a two-wheeler, man, I crashed, guys, and, like, He's literally... still not good. Like, an hour before, yeah. like, Brian showed up, I was still walking up the stairs, like, God damn, man. That motorcycle <laughs> crashed, like, two and a half years ago. Still F my hip up. So I don't think we should be doing that. Yeah. And then before that, I sold because it's just, like... You got to armor up. I look like a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wear all that shit. And it's, like... It's cool because I've ridden with some, like, people in the industry... And it's like those guys are like literally dab rigs in their backpack. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! Right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you guys are crazy. Yeah. And we're riding gnarly terrain, and they're just oh, dabbing. I'm oh, like, man. oh my god, you guys are nuts. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> die. How did I didn't break or something? How did I didn't break myself? Right. Right. That's cool. 
Well, right. I think that's cool. I think uh, I think what you're doing is great, and um, you know you got it. You got a friend in us and a supporter in us. I think awesome. what you're doing is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for a session with us. This was fun. Yeah, I kind of felt fun. like we were like on the Joe Rogan podcast or something, like <laughs> hanging out with our friends, <laughs> right? On. Just talking. It was cool. Yeah, that's super smooth. I like it. It was nice. All right, you guys. Well, with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Laters.